Last week on Let's Talk Supply Chain, I spoke to Optimal Dynamics all about the amazing, innovative things that they are doing within AI in the logistics and supply chain space. They came to the table with some amazing stats that you're going to want to tune in to find out about because I think you're going to be surprised by some of the information that they shared with us. We also talked about their company and what they're doing and how they actually help their clients. And so if you're thinking about AI in logistics, you're definitely going to want to check out this episode. If you listened to it, I hope you enjoyed it. But if you missed it, you can catch up over on letstalksupplychain.com on our YouTube channel or anywhere else that you subscribe to the show. And it was episode 249. Let's Talk Supply Chain is not your average supply chain podcast. We feature not just the top of the industry, but also diverse voices from within the community, new innovations, and the disruptors making waves in the industry. Don't listen to the same old, same old. Be sparked by new ideas and fresh perspectives only on Let's Talk Supply Chain. And now a word from our sponsor. It's time to take control over your supply chain with Cavallo. Cavallo is a distribution management solutions provider founded by an experienced distributor who spent two decades perfecting and optimizing Cavallo's high-powered user-friendly software. Cavallo offers the ability to have complete control of your process with automated workflows that offer business rules and alert logic that will streamline your distribution operations. Leverage Cavallo's state-of-the-art business intelligent platform that provides real-time intelligence of your customers' orders, alerting you if they are out of compliance or even better, bringing awareness to areas in your business that are driving exceptional value. With a data-driven approach to supply chain management, Cavallo enables a network of cloud, on-prem, and integrated solutions that offer a path to excellence no matter where you are in your technical journey. For more information on how to accelerate growth with Cavallo's business intelligent platform and its game-changing distribution management software, visit Cavallo, C-A-V-A-L-L-O.com today. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Let's Talk Supply Chain. I am really excited to be back here with you this week because today I'm joined by a company that is on a mission to make logistics across the world more efficient, predictive, and organized through the use of technology. Can you guess who it is? Well, I'll reveal it after our poll of the week. So this week's poll, the question that we asked you was, what attracts you to participate in LinkedIn polls? 58% of you, and I'm in this 58, said, I want to see the results. 26% said the topic is fascinating. 9% says polls about polls get me. And 8% says clever messages hook me. Sam said, if the pollster is serious and has a need, I take it seriously. But usually I just want to see which had the most picks or how mine fared. Jessica says, where's the all option? I love that. John says, polls are the easiest way to engage, follow, and connect. I find them really helpful when building my community. Bruce says, I only answer the ones I want to see the results on. 
Well, thank you so much to everybody who participated in that poll of the week. And remember to come back every single Wednesday morning because we will be asking you a question on our poll of the week. And if you want to be featured on an upcoming episode, it's a great way to do that. Now back to today's podcast and which cutting edge logistics tech company is joining me today? Well, it's FarEye. FarEye's intelligent delivery management platform is making the delivery experience better for everyone and enabling enterprises to deliver at reduced costs with a superior customer experience. Founded in 2013, the platform leverages millions of data points to predict the shipment journey and improve the delivery experience for hundreds of businesses in over 30 countries worldwide. Today, Kushal Nahata, co-founder and CEO at FarEye, joins me to chat all about the company, what they do, the challenges of last mile delivery, reducing your carbon footprint while cutting costs, and why in the e-commerce industry experience is the new loyalty. But before we dive in, let's find out a little bit more about Kushal. As CEO, Kushal is responsible for driving the vision, strategy, and growth at FarEye. A dynamic leader, Kushal drives the culture of customer first, which enables the team to deliver value to FarEye's 150-plus clients globally. He is passionate about enabling digital transformation in the logistics industry and is constantly working towards empowering companies to champion operational efficiency and customer experience. Under his leadership, FarEye has achieved an impressive growth rate with rapid geographical expansion. Kushal enjoys training budding entrepreneurs and guiding them through their journey. He has been mentioned in the coveted 40 under 40 list by Business World and the top 25 software CEOs of Asia for 2020 by the Software Report. So welcome to the show, Kushal. Thank you, sir. I'm excited. I I am so excited to have you here with me today. When I was doing my research for the show, I could see so many great things about FarEye. And there was a lot jumping out at me that I wanted to talk to you about. You know, collaboration, sustainability, customer experience, visibility. You are absolutely on trend and I love it. So let's not waste any time and let's just dive right in. Before we talk about FarEye in more detail, I want to talk a little about your journey. I love to uncover the backgrounds of founders and entrepreneurs without fail their enthusiasm and passion really are infectious and knowing that backstory really helps to bring a brand to life so what was your journey and how did you come to co-found FarEye in 2013 yeah uh, thanks Sarah I'm actually pretty happy to share the story uh, I feel it's a little unorthodox because we went from the industry as such uh, to myself and two more co- two more co-founders along with me we actually finished our uh, engineering And then our passion was, can we leverage our engineering technology knowledge to solve real-world problems? So how much strange it might sound, we actually did a uh, press release out there in the city saying that here's a bunch of engineers who want to solve problems. If you've got anything, we'd love to explore. That is how uh, actually we got into transportation and logistics industry. Few folks reached out and they said, look, uh, we want to improve consumer experience, but we do not have tracking. Uh, we do not know when would the shipments arrive at customer. Can you work with us? So we actually sat down at their warehouse, saw the entire process, uh, built the MVP along with our first customer, so to say. 
And then as we kind of delivered, we actually saw that that's a pretty big space. And the problem is not for only this company. It actually exists across. And there was e-commerce, which was scaling up. This is back in 2013, uh, combined with the power of cloud computing, where you can actually build a cloud platform. So the cost is a lot cheaper. And that's got, excited. that's got us excited. And we built Farai, which is essentially... Uh, one of the largest last mile delivery platform today globally. Amazing. I love that story. And I love hearing how a brand came to be. And it sounds like, you know, you were really looking to solve a challenge in the industry, um, you know, especially with the emergence of e-commerce back in 2013. And I can only imagine what's been going on the last couple of years because e-commerce jumped up like 300%. But before we get into any of that, why don't you give us an overview of what Farai does now? Um, before we take a closer look at the platform itself, what does Farai do and how do you help your customers? Sure. So look, we essentially make deliveries better for businesses. The way we try to do is we want to democratize a great delivery experience for every single brand and carrier out there globally. So technology ensures that you can reduce the number of miles uh, per driver. And for that, we have a strong AI and ML platform, which looks at data, customer pattern, and figures out shortest routes to deliver that. Along with that, we provide the delivery network, which lets you work with every single carrier out there globally to be able to increase your delivery network. And then having an end-to-end visibility, so you not only know where the shipments are, but also making it predictive where you know when it will arrive. We tie all these three things together, optimization, execution, and visibility, to help them deliver a powerful delivery experience for every single customer. And I think what he was saying, right, the space has evolved in last couple of years, specifically the growth in e-commerce. But I think the way uh, it's changed specifically from logistics industry is it's less about what you deliver. And I think it's become more and more important how you deliver Yes, I absolutely agree with you. I mean, I've been talking about, you know, logistics, marketing, sales, customer experience teams getting together for a long time now, because at the end of the day, your customer experience is what's going to set you apart. It also means returning customers because they enjoyed the experience. And that's, you know, from packaging and the thought around, um, the actual experience of opening that box all the way to the delivery of that box or boxes and what that looks like. And I think being able to find some trends, being able to be predictive in that last mile delivery side is a game changer for customer experience. And you're able to, um, you know, make decisions in real time based on information that you're able to get when you partner with somebody like a Farai. So let's dive into your products. But just before we we do that, I'd love for you to set the scene for us. What are some of the current challenges in last mile delivery and customer expectation, right? What are the pain points and how has that all been amplified by the disruptions we've seen over the last few years? Yeah, so I would say there are four big challenges which we kind of see with almost every single brand that we engage with. And also as consumers, we kind of relate to it very well. The first is the speed. Uh, 
it started with, I think, few weeks of delivery to few days of delivery. And I think now it's even moved to few minutes of delivery as well. The other is convenience. We as customers need options and we need choices to be able to choose something we wanted now, we want it later, where do we want it, how do we want it. The other thing is with all of this, the cost of last mile has become super expensive and it's becoming tough and tough for every single brand to really optimize that cost. It's the touch point between the brand and customer. So you want to improve the experience. But while trying while trying to do that, you want to reduce your cost as well. And I think the last what we're seeing now, specifically in last one or two years, I would say, is sustainability, where everyone has started to think about it, that how we can make it better, not just for today, but in general for the environment as well. So there's a high focus for all of these brands to be able to offer sustainable delivery options and also reduce the carbon footprints. So I think these are four problems. And as you would see, they're kind of trade-offs as well in some way or the other. Well, and before we dive into the the products themselves, I think you have a really, really good story around how you really refined your products that you're delivering to your customers. Didn't you get out into the trucks and be with the drivers and have a real life experience of what it's like to be a driver and a package on a route? Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Absolutely. So look, I think all of us have a experience of a consumer, but when we started off, we didn't knew the industry at all. We just experienced it from a customer's lens. So we wanted to understand what's a day in to be like a dispatcher or to be uh, a day as a driver. So we kind of sat down in these warehouses running the dispatch and then also went around uh, with drivers in trucks trying to figure out what are the challenges you feel on ground and things like there's no connectivity sometimes. So the solution should be able to really work in low network, in no network as well. Then there are things like Lot, not a lot of these guys are trained or technology savvy. So the application that you design for them, that needs to be really simple. It needs to be minimum click. From there, even to things like what should be the font, what should be the color of the screen based on their day-to-day activities. So it just gives so much of knowledge when you be with them and understand. Like at the end of a day, when they come back to the hub, they want to go back to their homes. So they want to spend minimum amount of time at that. So can you reduce that debriefing time uh, when they are back at the hubs to a few minutes where they can quickly move out? And then some of these drivers want to work with multiple companies as well. So how do you really help them with this overall crowdsource gig economy as well? I think almost every single thing that we have designed in our product, it's been by seeing it on ground with our customers, with our partners, with our drivers, and then putting it back in the product. Absolutely. And you're getting hands-on experience, which is one of the reasons why I wanted to highlight that story because before we dive into the solutions and your products themselves, because I want the audience to get a really good sense of the time, effort, money, putting your money where your mouth is by going out on these routes, talking to the drivers, and talking to the dispatchers and really getting a good understanding of 
what that solution is that's really going to make their life not only easier, but even more enjoyable and enjoy what they do on a day-to-day basis. So now that we have that backstory, let's talk about the solutions. You offer intelligent delivery orchestration, intelligent delivery visibility, and intelligent customer experience. Talk us through those products. What do they do? Which of the challenges are they addressing? And what are the key benefits? Sure. So look at, I think the, one of the large problem here in Last Mile is it's kind of broken. So we started our journey with building an orchestration engine where we can really tie up the delivery process to the platform. And I think it's it's probably, I would say there's some uh, advantages of disadvantages sort of a thing because the industry is so unorganized. As you we were working with customers in different segments, let's say grocery, QSR and food, retail, carriers, they had their different delivery processes. Like, for example, it could be a time slot-based delivery. It could be a same-day delivery. It could be returns. So we really built one of the most flexible engine, which we call as an intelligent delivery orchestration, which really sets them for the right process today. And they can also build new processes as they scale new products or enter into new industries. Now, once you have your execution running in, the next thing is, how do I know where my shipments are? That's where we built up intelligent delivery visibility, where you can find your shipments, you can know how many of them are running on time, how many of them are late, and then take actions based on those late reasons. Once you have done that, the other most connected and the last problem was, what about the customer who's waiting for them? And that's where we build the intelligent delivery experience or customer experience, where we let them know where the shipment is uh, and also give them control to change their delivery preference. And it's okay if sometimes your shipments are late, right? But the problem is if you're not notified, if you're not aware, that's where it creates anxiety and yeah. eventually leads to bad customer experience. we able to provide them information proactively and it doesn't end up there. We kind of make it circular. So when you are trying to order next time on the uh, on their e-commerce platforms or in their stores, we make it predictive where you can choose the delivery slot. And which just helps them increase the revenue. Because we today, based, there are multiple companies offering e-commerce. But you want to choose where you have better control and predictability. So suddenly this logistics, which used to be more of an operation and execution function has now become a revenue generation function as well. Absolutely. And think about the choice for that customer. So so not only are we talking about the customer experience once the product is delivered or at delivery, we're also talking about the checkout experience and being able to give your customer options as to, you know, maybe they're not going to be home tomorrow, but maybe they're going to be home the day after, but maybe they only have an afternoon window. And I know as a consumer myself, having those options is kind of like a wow, right? It takes that experience all the way to the next level and really wants you or gives you a reason to come back. It does. And uh, I think you said it correct. It's not just a post-purchase experience. It's actually pre-purchase as well. And sometimes by not able to find those slots or those delivery options, we actually go to other brands. I think that's where we as a mission want to democratize a great delivery experience which helps them not just to retain their existing customers, but increase the customers as well. 
like for some of our customers, we are able to increase the car to checkout percentage, for example. Absolutely, which is amazing, right? Because that's exactly how brands gain more market share and become more competitive and have that competitive advantage. So can you talk us through the platform itself? I know it's low code development, which we've started to talk about a bit more on the show in the last couple of months. What does the interface look like? What can customers do within the platform? How easy is it? What does it look like? Correct. See, the the most interesting thing in last mile is it's an evolving problem. So if you get a fixed solution for today, the problem is that probably that might not work for you tomorrow. So with this low code platform, the advantage you get is you can define your own delivery and logistics process. And it's super easy. It's drag and drop. So we initially do it ourselves. And then at a period of time, we train our customers as well, where their teams can create new processes there. Most interestingly, we've seen a lot of carriers as well using our product and putting this low-code platform as part of their sales pitches as well. Hmm. Where they're able to demonstrate that if you sign up with new customer and they want a specific process, it's okay. We have warehouse, we have drivers, we have network, we need technology specific for your process and look here's for our low code platform where we can do specific to your business needs. Exactly. And that just shows, you know, at the top of this conversation, I talked about collaboration and how we're going to be hearing more about that. And that's just one example of how you are collaborating with your customers so that it's a win-win situation for everybody, which I love. And the fact that they are partnering with you as a technology provider just shows the power of that collaboration as well. But one other thing that I do need to ask about is implementation. Because increasingly with things like APIs, tech companies are really reducing those integration times more and more. And I know our audience, whenever we talk to a technology provider, is kind of like, well, do I need to get my IT department involved? How much time is this going to take? So let's nip that in the bud right now. What does implementation look like with the FarEye platform? Are we talking about plug and play? That's correct. And I think in the last two years specifically, uh, once COVID started, a lot of these companies are also looking for speed to market. And that's mm-hmm. where I think the implementation time becomes a big blocker or an enabler based on how you kind of look at it. But for us, it's ready industry solutions, which we offer. So you can actually start using on spot uh, the same day itself. And then typically we do first level of process changes And then in 15 to 30 days, you're actually live up and running to run that. Amazing. That is some uh, really quick turnaround time, which again, in a win-win situation, everybody wants to be up and running sooner rather than later so that they can get going and that revenue can start multiplying. So let's talk about sustainability. I mean, you mentioned this during our conversation already, but only just a little bit. And it's so important, right? Real sustainability goals are no longer nice to have. But a lot of businesses feel like it means facing additional time, effort, money in an already very disruptive time. But FARI, as far as I know, can help enterprise customers eliminate 40,961 tons of carbon emissions each year. Is that right? Because that sounds like a huge and easy win just by working with you. 
That is absolutely correct. And I'll tell you, Sarah, this is, I think we've been, there's been so many talks and conversations about sustainability, but I'll share a different perspective. Uh, we believe sustainability is not just for the environment, it actually drives revenue. So companies need to have this as a goal because it improves revenue and profitability as well. And I'll tell you how the sustainability can help profitability. So for example, if you're having 1,000 routes right now, but by using technology and data, you can reduce to 800 routes. So with those 200 routes, you've saved carbon footprints and become more sustainable. But it also increased profitability. You need lesser drivers, you need lesser vehicles, or you can do more revenue with the same uh, team or same network that you have. So if you are more sustainable, you're actually more profitable as a business. I like that analogy and reducing roots, right? Just reducing the carbon emissions that we're putting out into the air every single year. And like you said, making more revenue uh, based on, you know, a smaller amount of roots just sounds like an amazing concept and one of the reasons why they should look to working with you. But another one is really your ethos. You talk about collaboration. I've talked about collaboration. Everyone knows it's music to my ears, right? You generally talk about being on a mission to make life better for everyone. And you walk the walk as well. You have a partner ecosystem for everyone to connect and benefit from. Why is that so important to you? And do you agree with my sentiment that collaboration is the future of business? Absolutely. It actually starts with Farah Ethos, Farah. So this is part of the Farah story I'll probably share with you. So three co-founders of Farah, myself, Gautam, and Gaurav. Interestingly, we had our different teams in our college days. And we actually used to compete uh, for competitions in electronics and in technology. Huh. Towards the end of the college, we had this strong sentiment that we've really understood how these things work. We need to solve problems. And we kind of broke the barrier of competition and collaborated as three individuals on a larger cause. So I think Farai was born because of collaboration. It wasn't any of us, but we really complemented each other from the skill set. We knew we were from different teams, but we got together and started Farai. From that day, I think in general, not just within the uh, four walls or within uh, the company, but outside as well, we collaborate with our carriers and network providers. So they use Farai to reduce their cost per delivery, but we also collaborate them to the shippers as well so that they can increase the business. And same way for shippers, by getting access and intelligence about the carriers, they are able to strengthen the network as well. So there are different pieces in supply chain. I think no one can solve it all. That's where collaboration is very, very core, specifically in supply chain industry, where you have multiple complex problems and there are individuals who are trying to solve that. If you were able to stitch together and get it in a more unified manner, it creates value for everyone in that ecosystem. 
It absolutely does. And, uh, you know, I run my business the same way with that ethos of collaboration and win-win. And if it's not working for somebody, let's come back to the table and figure it out. So I like that. And you work across multiple industries. You do talk about enterprise companies, but do you have an ideal customer? Because if I'm sitting in the audience listening to this episode, um, really liking what you are saying and what far I bring to the, the table, I'd like to get a sense of whether I look like an ideal client for you. Absolutely. So look, our biggest focus is around B2C businesses. Uh, so I would say if you're a large retailer or a grocery business or a food delivery QSR business, or let's say big and bulky uh, or furniture, uh, electronics, or even the traditional retailer who wants to get into e-commerce and online. Uh, this is what we offer. And then on the other side, if you're one of the carriers who actually have parcel and LTL movements, those are the customers. We are able to create significant value in a very short amount of time. Great. Thank you so much for, for sharing that. And now it's time for the case study, which is one of my favorite questions. I'm a foodie, and I noticed that the pizza restaurant case study on your website but no pressure. You can choose another one. I did like that one when I was doing my research. But why don't you paint us a picture of how you've worked with one of your customers? What was the challenge that they came to you with? Which solution were they working with you on? And what was the impact or ROI of that solution for them? Absolutely. Uh, I'll actually go and considering you're a foodie. And actually, I'm a foodie as well. So I'll probably pick that one and share the journey with you. So it's one of the largest pizza delivery chains uh, wanted to have a delivery promise for their customers. And specifically when it comes to food, right, you need to know it's coming and it's coming within those 30 minutes or so. So as you and I as customer, when we go online or on the mobile app and place an order for a pizza, maybe some French fries and then a Coke as well, as soon as the order is placed, we are waiting for it to arrive. So Everything that we do is to reduce the time from then to ensuring that this reaches to you in the minimum amount of time. How do we do that? So first is, as soon as the food is getting prepared, we look at the drivers, who's available, and who's the best driver to really pick it up. So as soon as food is ready, there's already a driver waiting there to pick that order. Now, once the driver is picked up, we help showing the shortest route to reach to the customer. How much time will it take? What is the shortest way? So then they can navigate turn by turn and reach there in minimum amount of time. From there, we help them where to park and actually get to the customer doorstep. Once they reach there, the entire delivery uh, experience, like in COVID it was, you need to drop at the society gate or you need to drop it outside. That information is passed back to the customer. So you exactly know where your pizza is at any point of time, and that it arrives to you with less than 30 minutes. Now, in terms of impact, we were actually able to reduce the delivery time by 22% uh, at wow. a collective level for each order. We were able to help them reduce the cost of delivery by 15% and improve the delivery NPS by almost 23%. Those are amazing numbers. And if you're sitting there thinking about when you order food, 
usually and typically when you order food, you're already hungry, right? So the fact that you were able to reduce by that amount of percentage is amazing in the first place, but also being able to use the technology solutions that you've put together as Far-Eye to make decisions on which is the closest driver, which is the route to get it there the fastest. I mean, when you're making that decision on ordering a pizza for delivery, again, you're already hungry. So you know the customer wants to get it as soon as they possibly can, and they want to get it hot. And I think, you know, obviously with those percentages and with that journey, um, you're, you're going to win every single time. That is correct. And look, as customers, I 100% agree with you. We're ordering food when you're already hungry. Yeah. And if it says it's going to take 60 more minutes to deliver, that's not the experience any of us want to have. So ability to really reduce that delivery time and ensure that it gets hot and it's got in time for customers just changes everything. Like I'll tell you, for we once we ran this for a year, we actually did a exercise which we call it as delivery anxiety index and that's essentially how many times customers are clicking that link as they're waiting for the food huh. and you need to ensure it gets in there before customers irritated uh, and it's not that i can deliver for 90 but 10 customers wouldn't be really happy you want to ensure it happens for every single customer Mm-hmm. Well, and think about it, right? You're scrolling through that that delivery app and you're looking at what food and restaurants are available to you. And some are saying, you know, 45 minutes, some are saying 60 minutes. But if you're really hungry when you're making that decision and there's something on there that says 15 to 30 minutes, I mean, that's probably the one that they're going to pick every single time. And so when you talk about competitive advantage, that is really the competitive advantage. And you know what? I could talk to you, Kushal, all day about this because I find it really fascinating and really enjoying learning more about what you're doing over at Farai. But what does the future hold for Farai and for maybe the logistics industry over the coming year? Get out your crystal ball. Let us know where you think the industry is going. But furthermore, I want to know what we can uh, expect from Farai moving forward. Absolutely, sir. I'll start with the way we see in industry. Look, I would say about a decade ago, there was a way where we were saying every business will be a technology business. And if you're not a technology business, you probably wouldn't exist. And that was true. And we've seen so many disruptions happening across in every single sector. I would say now, the way I say it is, every consumer-based business needs to be a logistics business. And if you're not a logistics business, you will lose the business. And I think the example you mentioned, right, if you have an option of 45 minutes, 60 minutes, and 15 minutes, you as consumer will go ahead and choose 15 minutes. So that is driving business. And maybe at 60 minutes, you'll not get orders at all. So that's how I see as an industry that ability to offer shorter delivery times and more predictable uh, will define it. Now, in terms of Farai, which actually started up in India in 2013, we've been on a global journey. We've got our teams and headquarters now in Chicago, in London, globally. Right now, we're scaling 10x uh, as our next mission, where we want to democratize 1,000 businesses and help them set the best logistics network. That's, that's 100% what we are focused on today. 
I cannot wait to see what else you are going to do in the future. And what a great conversation. In an increasingly borderless world and in a time of huge disruption, logistics and supply chain management is more important than ever. Achieving speed, efficiency, and ultimately success really demands collaboration, visibility, and control in business operations. And yet so many businesses don't have reliable solutions and partners in place for this. So to truly find a collaborative partner that can help your business go live faster, roll out process changes, and keep your delivery ecosystem agile is game-changing. You talk about Amazon. Well, I think they might need to watch out. If you want to find out more, you can check them out at getfari.com. And a massive thanks to Kushal for joining me today and to the team at Farai for making this episode happen. Thanks so much, Kushal. Thank you, sir. I really like this show, and I wish you good luck with it. This episode was produced in collaboration with Border Buddy, the most innovative online customs platform out there. And here is what Graham, the founder of Border Buddy, has to say. More and more companies are looking to expand their reach into global markets, but most don't know where to start or don't have the time to figure it out. Border Buddy sees the struggle and has found a way for you to integrate customs into your e-commerce site, allowing you peace of mind when selling to customers in other countries. Your customers will know exactly how much the costs are to import their order from you to their door in real time. And just imagine what that will do for your business and your sales. Visit us and sign up for 10% off your first clearance at borderbuddy.com slash let's talk supply chain. If you would like to hear more, we have plenty more podcasts for you featuring the best and brightest in the industry. Head over to our YouTube channel or our website, letstalksupplychain.com, to check out the latest. And make sure to use the search bar because any challenge that you're having in supply chain, we've most likely had the solution on our show. And remember to come back next week for this month's episode of our Woman in Supply Chain series when I'll be talking to Mary McNelly, the Senior Director of Global logistics and supply chain network design at Crocs. We'll be talking all about her impressive career, some of the amazing things she's doing over at Crocs, her experiences as a woman in the industry, and we'll be talking about some of the key supply chain trends right now, like innovation, automation, and agility. It's going to be a fabulous show, so make sure that you do not miss out. If you like our podcast, there's a few ways to support the show. You can follow us. Follow us on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We're also over on TikTok. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, Let's Talk Supply Chain, and subscribe to our newsletter over at letstalksupplychain.com. Do you want to make an impact in diversity and inclusion, a visual impact on industry stages? Well, if you do, we want you to join the Plended Pledge with us. We have a GoFundMe page for individuals that want to donate and help make an impact. We also have sponsorship packages for organizations looking for external DEI initiatives that they can really dive in and support. So get in touch with me, go to our GoFundMe page, or check out the Blended Pledge page over on LinkedIn. You can also find some really cool merch and purchase our exclusive supply chain dictionary in our shop at letstalksupplychain.com. And remember, if you want to be featured on an upcoming episode, go and rate and review the show over on Apple Podcasts. Have a great week, everyone. Thanks for listening. And remember, ship happens.